the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Monday the 14th, and you're tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning. How are you doing, Jordan? Good. How was your weekend? It was great. How about yours? It was good. It was good. Was out and about with the pup yesterday in the sun, got all sunburnt. Mm. So it's always a good thing. Get a nice one kind of nice final sunburn, you know. Last me the rest Why of the summer. Why does this have to be the final one? Oh, oh, it's like the base. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, it was nice. I played tennis. How'd you do? I I thought I was doing fine. Tennis is hard. Someone I was playing with who will not be named oh. kept cackling every time I whiffed. Mm. Not a good look. I could see you getting pretty upset about that. I was pretty upset. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that and, grinding her and gears. Then, and then he tried to gaslight me that I won more rounds than I did. I'm like, no, I won one. Like, no, I know he what I two. did. Yeah. yeah, don't He's like, pander. no, no. It was. He said it was a tie. Why do you want to leave oh. now? I'm like, I'm hot. I'm sweating. You it's, sure you don't want to call this person out? No, you don't no, have to. You don't, don't have to. to. You don't have to. Don't you don't have to. to. They know who they are. Yeah, they know. They know who Marsh is mad at. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I saw it and Jesus saw it. So. <laughs> I'm saying it cannot be unseen now. <laughs> Can't be unseen. Look at tennis is tough. He's played tennis a lot. I uh, used back to in enjoy it till yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> He got made fun of all day yesterday. Right, right. Why? Uh, why did he have to? Anyway. Well, well, Marcia, it was a big sports weekend. Yes, real big I sports can't believe, weekend. So I just had my first MLB baseball game, right? right. And now it's football all yep. of a sudden. Yeah. Yep. What's the math on that? <sighs> Time flies, Marcia. And let's be honest, it's always it's always football season. Anyways. Okay. It's <laughs> so always I'm football take season. You as the expert on that. Yeah, it never stops. But uh, we got started on Friday. With the Inside the Huddle event, which, of course, uh, is a fundraiser for the Boys and Girls Club of the Eastern Panhandle. They raised a ton of money over the weekend uh, with just, you know, people coming up to have some good food, have a good time, have Mm -hmm. a drink, talk uh, Mountaineer football. But also there were some silent auctions and things. And uh, the sports guys, uh, Panhandle Sports Lab, we were there broadcasting live. It was fun to talk to Tony and uh, Andy Creedy, Mm -hmm. who says hi. That was so cool. I I was... Driving and I didn't get to give you the message and I thought, oh, he's already gone. But I was so glad that you you got to talk to Andrew. Yeah, but that was nice. And again, thank you uh, to Rick Pill for letting us hang out there for a little while. What gorgeous property that is right yeah. on the river out there, uh, Spring Mills. Yeah, Spring Mills Way. Um, beautiful, beautiful out there. So just break it down, distill it. Uh, Tony Creedy seemed hopeful. Yeah, I would say optimistic. Um, heck, cautiously optimistic, I would say. Uh, about Mountaineer football, and I think that's kind of where everybody's at at this point. You know, just wait until wait and see what they do out on the field. They're game one, and then you can start to make your real assumptions. You, you know? know who's really exciting though, football wise? Those Shepherd guys. I'm Even though they're not you. playing for Shepherd now, I I was 
on the verge of tears watching them over the weekend. Seriously. It was so fun. It was so fun to watch them out there and do that. I mean, Tyson Bajan, of course, uh, Martinsburg, Bulldog, yes, with the Shepherd, uh, free or free agent signee with the Bears. Um, he looked great, four for five, I think, with like 40 yards passing, a uh, great back shoulder pass on fourth down. I think he did enough to keep his name in contention. Uh, Joey Fisher yesterday uh, with the San Francisco 49ers playing left guard just destroying these guys out there. And then Ronnie Brown, who I was most excited about, and I talked about this on the show, uh, sports show, because he's the one, like, Fisher and Bajent, everybody expected them to be at this point, right? Like, okay. everybody was ready for them to be there uh, and kind of knew that this was going to be their trajectory. But I feel like for Ronnie, when he said at the end of last season that he wasn't coming back for his final year and he was entered his name into the uh, NFL draft, everybody was like, all right, he's – he ain't gonna make it, right? He won't. He's not big enough. Da 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 da. He'll go play in these other leagues, and then maybe mm-hmm. he can make it. Well, he goes out there, and uh, in his very limited reps, uh, he got a run for first down. He took a big hit, was able to shake it off and get up, and then a catch for first down. So nice. It was it was very fun to watch those uh, to watch those guys go out there and do that. You know, a dream a dream realized. And you believed in in them. Oh you know? yeah, so that's Everybody so did. cool watching yeah. watching that. So yeah. um, from a D two college. To the NFL, yep. Like it was what? Awesome. What does what does that pipeline say about the coaching staff and the environment at Shepherd? Yeah, and then we'll find out what the Shepherd Rams of 2024, Team 94, uh, are all about this coming weekend with uh, Media Day over the weekend, and they'll Very have practice. Cool. So we'll so be ready for next week uh, with all kinds of Shepherd stuff getting ready to come out over on our website, WPM or uh, PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, then over on our Facebook page and on our Twitters and things like that as well. Yay. Yeah. So awesome. Uh, we are going to get to a news cap a little later on in the yeah. show. We've got, we've got kind of a busy schedule. Uh, lots of really cool things happening and uh, some some neat stories to hear about. I got a text here, 304-263-4321. You can always text us, 304-263-4321. Saying, I'm pretty sure Travis Bajant was also on camera during <laughs> fan shot of the stands. I mean, hey, if there's somebody that's <laughs> going to find a camera, it's going to be Travis Bajant. And it's funny that... And he's going to uh, be there supporting his Well, his and that's son. what I was going to say, because it's funny. They uh, uh, Twitter wants that. Uh, Tyson was you know playing well, and his name was circulating online and things like that. Uh, the video from the Reese Senior Bowl where his dad arm wrestled one of the analysts on the sidelines popped up. And yes, like, you know, he's a showman. So mm-hmm. he's talking everything up, talking himself up and all this. But he always at the end or at some point, he always brings up Tyson. He always reverts it back to Tyson, which I think is uh, pretty cool of him to do. So, hey, he's his, he's his son's biggest cheerleader. That's Absolutely. all you can be. You know? Obviously. That's all you can be. And when he's playing as well as he does, uh, makes that pretty easy to do as well. But Very you can cool. always text us, 304-263-4321. Like Marcia said, we'll get to this break a little bit early, and we'll come back and uh, keep talking on Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Ice Warner, alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Marsha, you got a real shiny crown next to you. That's right. It's always fun to see the title holders trying to figure out the headphones. Yeah, how to get the headphones on there and keep the crown on. I know. <laughs> Joining us in studio is Abigail McBee, and she is National United States Alabama Miss 2023, but she's a Berkeley County native. 
Yes. So I'm originally from Berkeley County. I go to school at the University of Alabama, and I recently got a promotion in my job title, and I'm now serving as National United States Role Model 2023. That's pretty cool. So that really ramps up the whole um, community service issue, right? Yes. So even as a state title holder, we were all in the running for the President's Volunteer Service Award. And as a group, we had over a thousand uh, service hours. And I was lucky to have 111 just in the past year. Wow. So I'm aiming for the gold level award this year and trying to have over 300 hours of service. Wow. It's not just about the numbers, though. You really have a heart for this, right? Oh, yes. I love what I'm doing. That's what attracted me to the National United States Organization is the motto, Crowns Making an Impact. We're more than a title holder. We're more than a sash and a crown. We're leaders in our community, and we're giving back. So with all those service hours. I mean, you're an active student. So how were you able to fit all that together into one one day, one year? (laughs) (laughs) I have always been busy from middle school through high school. I've really learned a lot of time management skills. In the past year, I was in the Million Dollar Band Color Guard. I was a full-time student and I made sure that every Sunday, every time after classes that I was giving back in some sort of way. Hmm. So So what were you doing? I had various activities. I worked with therapeutic horses of Tuscaloosa and I loved working with the farm animals I'm not a horse girl I was more the pigs and the goats (laughs) were my area and I worked with Alabama Cancer Care and we did a donation drive there but anytime I'm in West Virginia I'm working with Meals on Meals on Wheels the Humane Society anywhere that I can give back so as a matter of fact you've uh, worked with the local Berkeley County Meals on Wheels since you were 15 so five years uh, and we should say that, yes, you're Berkeley County native, but you're attending school at? I'm attending school at the University of Alabama. Very cool. Yeah. So how have you liked your time down in Tuscaloosa? That has been amazing. I was blessed to get a full academic scholarship Whoa. down there, and I was a little nervous going. And Pretty I'm, far away. Oh, yeah, 12-hour drive that we're making this Friday. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, hey, moving, se- it's yep. moving season. Yeah. <laughs> But I've made so many great friends down there, and it's really given me a lot of opportunities. I was invited to their accelerated master's program for public administration. Hmm. And so I'll be going, getting a graduate degree in an undergraduate degree completely free, thanks to the University of Alabama. Wow. Well, that's, that's pretty impressive. Cool. And you said you were in the color guard for a million dollar band, right? Yes, I was. So is that the, you go to football games and things? Yes. That's the whole, the big band. Oh, yes. The big band. We were at practices at 6 a.m. the day Oof. of games, even if it was at 6 p.m. Every day of the week, I was practicing. I spun rifle, flag, I danced, I cheered. I did everything Man. I possibly could. <laughs> so I've been outside of the stadium, outside of football season. So it was, uh, I'm surely significantly more quiet than it is on a Saturday. But what's it like? Walking into old Bryant Denny on a football Saturday. It is so nerve-wracking. I remember my first game. You can't hear the music. You just hear everybody screaming at you. And I always had the motto. It's like, the A stands for Abigail. It's not Alabama. This is my time to shine. (laughs) Love that. I love that. Wow. So, you know, obviously you're someone who uh, gets every second of the day, you get whatever you can get out of it. And uh, much of the day you're doing good stuff for other folks. Talk about Meals on Wheels and why you've been so passionate about that, that you've served for five years. My grandfather was a recipient of Meals on Wheels in Pennsylvania. And so we weren't always able to see him. It really meant a lot to us that somebody was checking in on him and that he was getting a warm meal every single day. 
And so I knew it was an organization that I wanted to pay it forward because they had helped my family so much. So I've helped here locally in Berkeley County, whether that be bagging meals or bringing in donations. And it's been an organization that I've just championed so much. And obviously, Diane Waldron, big fan of yours, posts on the social media. (laughs) Anytime you get a chance to be in town, um, how does all of that play into your platform, which is Be the Voice, how to make a change in your community? My platform is all about volunteerism and how to give back to your community. I've been volunteering from a very young age. It's something my mother instilled in me. And there's a lot that you gain from giving back as well. And with the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw a lot of my generation stepping up to fill the gap of volunteers that were previously older and could no longer fulfill that. And so I go into schools, I talk about volunteerism, I talk about other ways that they can give back, whether that be through advocacy or writing to their local legislature. Just the month of May, I visited over a thousand students in Berkeley County. Hmm. Wow. Wow. What what did you do on your summer break? Right? <laughs> wow, that's incredible. So obviously, uh, you're very inspiring. Uh, obviously, you've you've got that national United States role model title as well. So where will that take you through the year? I have hit the top. I have the national title, and so I'm spending the year giving back to the community. I'd love to get to as many states as possible, mm-hmm. not just to talk about my platform, but to talk about the organization. We have so many West Virginia girls holding national titles right now that it's an amazing opportunity for the state as well. Hey, we've seen a couple of these uh, crowns that come through uh, the doors of WPM over the last couple of years, and I think yours is the tallest of the ones <laughs> You're right. uh, that we've seen. So how was it getting that thing around? I saw your crown case. I believe that's what they're called, right? Yes. Uh, it was a pretty big one, too. So when you get back down to school, do you keep that with you? I mean, you don't have to tell us any secret hiding places or anything, but what's it like having to take care of that big, huge crown? Well, I'll be honest. This one's easier than the state crown because I had the state crowned around in just like a little tote bag mm-hmm. and the stars would fall off of it. Oh. I had to get it welded. So I'm very <laughs> thankful that our director, Amber, gave us a case for these so I could keep a little bit better care of it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know if I could. Uh, I don't know how they even do the headphones on it. <laughs> uh, well, mm-hmm. thank you for stopping in. It's always impressive to see what all you young ladies, you state title holders are up to and how you're able to do it all at the same time. And you do have an announcement about the local Berkeley County Meals on Wheels before you Yes. Leave. This Wednesday, August the 16th, Meals on Wheels is having their 19th annual Jim and Joy Reed Memorial Golf Tournament at the Woods in Hedgesville. And so come on out and visit. I'll be there selling 50-50 and raffle tickets so you can take part in the golf tournament yourself. You golfer? I am not a big golfer, but my family is. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, maybe I have to look into that one. I know we got some golfers running around the radio station here. We do. Yeah, so uh, we might have to look into that. But thank you again for stopping in. And let people know before we let you go where uh, people can go to find out more about you, social media, things like that. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at National United States Role Model. Awesome. Well, thanks again. And if you missed any of this conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But, Marsha, we got some music on next, don't we? Yes, we do. There's a, an event coming up that's going to benefit Martha's House in Hancock, and we're going to have the performer. Absolutely. That'll be on next after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Welcome back to Panhandle Live. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nicewarner and Marsha Kavalik. There must be-
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kerchival Building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. You can always get in touch with us on Facebook at Panhandle Live, or you can text us 304-263-4321. Well, Marsha, the uh, summer might be starting to wind down, but the music and entertainment season is still, well, in full swing. Yes, and our next guests, and I'll say guests because one will be joining us via phone, are here to talk about the Two Mile Music Fest. Joining us in studio is uh, Rick Bibby. Did I get it right? That's correct, yeah. You, you, are, um, you have the interludes with Impact, which organized all of this? That's absolutely right. I, have, I, bought a, I bought a truck last year and converted it into a mobile stage, but I'd been doing fundraisers with music for quite a while using hay wagons and venues, wherever I could find them to do stuff. So with this mobile stage this year, it's opening up my opportunities to do, uh, do many things. And you're local to Leitersburg? I live in Leitersburg, and I cover the whole state of Maryland and, uh, you know, and uh, down here in the Panhandle, north end of PA, so... So what got you into putting on concerts, putting on shows, being a little bit of a promoter? Well, uh, my wife and both daughters were, I, I called them professional groupies pretty much the whole life. We've been to everybody from Backstreet Boys, New Kids in the Block, NSYNC, LFO, wow. Simple You've Plan, suffered. Good Charlotte. <laughs> so they're, they're fangirling and I'm looking up here going, well, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing that, this one's doing this. And, you know, I've been a salesman my whole life and a manager. So I said, well, heck, I can do some of this. So. So we started organizing shows about 10 years ago and renting equipment and just you know, putting some things on. And I've had some several big name acts like Maggie Thorne. Uh, she's a former Josie Award winner. I've had uh, um, uh, Tony Luca from The Voice Season 2, also the mm-hmm. Mickey Mouse Club. I've had him in. And uh, uh, the girl from uh, from The Voice, um, Mary Sarah, I'm going forget which season. I've had her in. Had another lady from uh, Caitlin Nichol Thomas from a movie called The Song come in and sing. So I've... I've been able to score some big names, Bucky Covington, uh, the Christian Troop new song. So I've, you know, I've lost money a couple times, you know, uh, <laughs> trying to trying to have my eyes bigger than what my wallet was. But uh, but by and large, I have, at this stage now, I can turn any empty field or parking lot into a venue, and that's what we're doing out here with uh, with the Kirkwood Park out in Hancock for this show. So so why is it called the Two Mile Music Fest? Hancock, Maryland. At that point in time, is that real skinny section of Maryland. It's only two miles wide right there in Hancock, Maryland. So so that's the more that's, you know. Yeah, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, you can pretty much at the uh, at the inter at the sixty eight seventy interchange there. If you pretty much stand in the middle, you can almost yeah. Well, if you got a good enough arm, I guess throw a rock to Pennsylvania and clearly I could not. And, and, and Kirkwood Park is kind of right dead in the middle, yeah. uh, right up off the right off the, out of the main road and got a little back road. And it's a four hundred seat pavilion there, so rain or shine, uh, you know we're we're outside. But if it rains, we'll pull back underneath that pavilion. We should still be able to make it work. So we'll talk about the beneficiary, um, Martha's house. Yeah, Martha's House uh, is ran by Debbie Cohill and the Interfaith Service Coalition. They put this together right before the pandemic. The pandemic's timing them in there a little bit, but uh, it's a youth center right in the middle of Han- Hancock. And uh, in Debbie's case, what she does, she has a birthday party once a month for all the kids with birthdays that month. They have a place to go Aww. in the summer. They have things after school. They do like fishing, uh, fishing derbies, and you know they take the kids out and do a lot of things. She they built downstairs in the basement. They built a miniature movie theater. Don't go in if you're real tall because they built it for kids and they have uh, they have the seats there. They put on movies. They get a great rates for a uh, for a thing they get for their nonprofit. And uh, you know and and it's just so so amazing to be able to see this thing. I'm popcorn machine outside, a ticket taker, and all that stuff. So it's uh it's really cool to see everything she does. She's so involved in that community and we love her to death. And uh, Mike McKay, state senator from uh, from Western Maryland, he introduced us uh, when we were working on some homeless bag projects. And since then, it's been a match made in heaven. My wife and her clicked, and hmm. and we're doing things together all the time now. So 
Well, I'm looking at the flyer, and of course you have a lot of musical acts. We'll be speaking with one, Adam Calvert, here in just a little while. But I also see that you have uh, a guitar rifle going on. you got uh, cornhole, of course. you got to have cornhole or something like this. Uh, bicycle giveaways. So what all can people expect uh, over at Kirkwood Park? Well, we was able to uh, get some uh, get some bicycles at some really good uh, really good rates. So we're going to give a bicycle away every half hour. We're going to have some uh, school so cool. supplies and things going uh, going on, uh, Black Cat Music, uh, uh, they're donating a guitar that will do a raffle, and we'll actually have that signed by all of the artists that day. We'll have Adam sign it, and we'll also have Ellie Cook out of Gettysburg and the Mac Berry Band out of Hagerstown. We'll have all of them sign the guitar that day and raffle it off right there live on stage then. So, so tickets uh, are $20 a person. You could buy them online uh, at interludeswithimpact.com. Um, or you can call call you guys, and, and yep. um, I'm sure all that information yep. is if you on there. If you go to the website, interludeswithimpact.com, you'll find uh, you'll find the information on there. Debbie Cohill can sell them uh, straight away if you want to avoid all those credit card fees, or my wife has tickets here in Hagerstown that she can uh, uh, we can meet up with you and sell you the tickets and avoid the credit card fees. Uh, but it's, you know, everyone sells online, so we had to be online or it wouldn't make sense. So Absolutely. So we have the tickets going that way and be able to make it all work then, so. And if you haven't been out to Hancock, I mean, I feel like a lot of people probably, uh, well, we I'm sure have people listening over in Hancock, but those of us around the area, I think probably just drive past or through Hancock time in and time out and don't really think about it, but it's a great little town, it's a quaint little area, especially to sit around uh, in a covered area and watch a little yeah. music. Yep. Yeah. It should work out real well. I mean, it's, you know, uh, if you're coming in off the interstate, uh, as you come down off that ramp to come into the main road, like you're going to West Virginia, you make a right right there at the Super 8 and follow that little back road out. And it takes you right over to uh, this big Kirkwood Park Pavilion area there. So. And I guess I should ask you about parking. Uh, it's the uh, parking's right there. We should have uh, plenty of parking and we have plenty of field on the opposite side of where the stage will be. We can park in that field there, too. So and it's free parking. So. And then one more of the normal questions get out of the way. Uh, what about food and drinks, and can people bring their own? Uh, what's up with well, that? Well, we prefer uh, nothing nothing outside to be brought in because Martha's House is going to be the beneficiary. Uh, the life insurance company out with Modern Woodman of America is going to be matching what we raised that day uh, for uh, up to $2,500. So every dollar is worth $2. We've already got sponsors that uh, that helped us uh, put this thing on. So everything's paid for. All the all the bills are paid. Once we start singing, every dollar is worth 2 bucks. So we want everybody to come in and buy food from Martha's House. Uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, pulled pork, chips, desserts, drinks, that kind of thing going on, buying raffle tickets to, you know, for the guitar raffle, and just generally just getting uh, get he- getting heavily involved in, uh, in everything that's going on that day. So It's it's like a, a whole day, like almost a whole day event. It's from 2 to 8, and uh, there's so much going on, even though it's it's music, but it's yep. also all these other things. Yep. And where can people go to find out? Is there a Facebook page, website, things like that? There is a Facebook page, Interludes with Impact. Uh, is the Facebook page you can go to. There's an event on there. Then go and like the event and say going or, or thinking about it, interested, or whatever those buttons are they have to click. Uh, then interludeswithimpact.com. I did I did put together one of those uh, forwarding uh, websites to iwizone.com. So if somebody doesn't want to type interludeswithimpact.com, they just go iwizone.com. And that'll get them there too. Uh, interludes is uh, there's a meatloaf song called uh, I do anything for love but I won't do yeah. that uh-huh. towards the end of the song the female lyricist sings back to him and says it was a brief interlude on a midsummer's <laughs> night fling yeah. that comes from there the with impact comes from the fact that I do get modern woodman to give me matching fund fundraiser money for different fundraisers you know as so I have to get the 30 day notice in advance to make it all work but but that interludes with impact allows me to merge those two parts of my life together then so mm-hmm. well and we're going to be speaking with uh, the headliner musically for the night Adam Calvert here in just a little bit but talk to us about the other Ellie Cook will be performing from, or Ellie Cook rather, be performing 
from four to six, and then the Mac Berry Band from three to four. So what kind of music are we to anticipate there? Well, Mac Berry Band is going to be the one opening up, and he's uh, uh, he and his drummer, uh, drummer John, they're going to be uh, putting on a, a kind of a, a wide variety show, country, uh, you know, uh, you know, some rock and roll, U uh, two. I mean, he has a lot of stuff in there. He does uh, he does a song, the Johnny Cash song, "I'm an Everywhere Man," but he blends in all the local st- all the local towns over here in this oh, area. He blends into that song. Uh, he's uh, old, twenty something years old, and he is hot. Uh, Ellie Cook in her twenties, also out of Gettysburg. She's doing country and contemporary Christian. She just had her album release party here. Uh, well, uh, just uh, last month up in Gettysburg. I've been using her for over six years. I've had her. Uh, I, I mean, I remember I had to go talk to her mom to be able to get permission to have her come sing for us. So. Oh goodness! And she's that talented. That's she's really cool. very very talented. So let me ask you a question, a personal question here. So uh, when you're trying to find acts and you know artists and bands for these type of shows, I mean. How do you do it? Do you just scour Facebook? I mean, do you just look online at different places for people that maybe have their booking information out there? How do you how do you land on some of these artists? Well, uh, in Mac Berry's case, he uh, he came to one of my shows last year. I was putting on on a hay wagon out in uh, out in Leitersburg because I hadn't bought this truck yet. And he says, "What I got to do to get on your stage?" I said, "You just have to ask." Oh wow! <laughs> but uh, but in other cases, in Ellie's uh, Ellie's case, I was referred to her by somebody that knew uh, knew her. Uh, six years ago, uh, I have contacts. My daughter lived in Nashville for several years, and so uh, we have a lot of contacts through her. I go to the Pennsylvania Fair and Showman's Convention in uh, in January up in Hershey, and that's where all the county fairs are trying to hire the talent at. And there's 200 people up there just begging you to hire them from Goodness. singers to circuses to uh, to food vendors to security people to every everything's there. You want to, if you ever want to put on a fair, they're they're up here to go do that. So. Well, very neat. And again, Adam Calvert will be uh, headlining from 6 to 8 p.m. And if you haven't heard of Adam Calvert before, well, here's a little snippet from his one of his newest songs, Party On. That's Adam Calvert, a little snippet of his song Party On, and he will be headlining the Two Mile Music Festival coming up uh, up in Hancock, Maryland. From 6 to 8 p.m., he will be performing. Before him, it's Ellie Cook. Uh, from 4 to 6, then from 3 to 4, it's the Mac Berry Band. Uh, and as we're waiting on um, on Adam to call in here, uh, tell us a little bit about Adam, because you said he's got, a, he's got a pretty interesting story behind him a little bit. Yes, he does. He uh, he spent several years uh, as a child uh, performing in uh, in Pigeon Forge area as a child. Oh, wow. And uh, okay. I, I think like over a thousand performances down in that area. Uh, and then, and then, and he's from like the Zanesville, Ohio area. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Parkersburg. So we kind of, oh, you know, we go. talked about yeah. several of the places we knew from being over in Parkersburg and the, up into the Ohio area. Uh, and then, uh, then he got picked for a show, uh, called taking the stage, I believe is what it was called. Uh, and, uh, on VH1 and he, and he was on that for either one or two seasons. And, uh, you know, and that got him, uh, that got, uh, I guess the bug in his blood and everything to get out there and be performing. He's got his own tour bus and things now. He's out there touring, uh, all over the country now. Uh, he's had 30 States he's playing in this year. And really getting uh, and really getting out there and making it all happen. So uh, I've been lucky enough to bump into him about three years ago, and uh, he told me, uh, you know, hey, I, I want to work with you. We'll just find a we'll find a date and a rate, and we'll make it all work. And I had him last year uh, out in Leitersburg, and then uh, this year I tried to expand out to what would be the the bigger potential stage and everything out there in Hancock, and see if we can be, uh, be able to make that work. And with this year, he's nominated for five Josie Awards this year. Which so is what the, is the Josie Award? Well, that's for the independent artists. It's kind of like the CMAs and everything for oh, okay. the country music. Yeah. This is for independent artists. 
uh, that uh, that's there. And uh, I have a friend uh, who actually sang for me down this way before too. That we had her here in an interview with the Big Dog a few years ago, hmm. um, uh, Maggie Thorne. Uh, she won that about four years ago. And uh, so Adam's up for five different shows he's, uh, this year, uh, and, and it'll be held down in Nashville this year. He, she won hers in Pigeon Forge the year that she won. So they're going to announce the winners right on the grand old Opry stage, and they'll stand in the circle on the stage the winners this year. Very cool. You know, so it's it's really, really, really neat from that point of view. So Well, his music certainly sounds like, I mean, of course, we're listening to a song called Party On, but it certainly sounds like some music that you can uh, party to and party for a good cause at the Two Mile Music Fest. It's $20 per person. Get Adam Calvert. He's headlining from 6 to 8, but the music gets started at 3 o'clock over there in Hancock, Maryland. Children under 12 are free. And uh, let people know where they can go to buy their tickets, to find out all the information, everything like that. Okay. I'd uh, head over to uh, interludeswithimpact.com. There'll be a link on there uh, for saying tickets. And from there, uh, you click that, it'll take you to the Northern Virginia tickets, uh, and you can purchase the tickets online. Uh, otherwise, uh, let's give Debbie Cohill a call out in Hancock at 301 331 6605. That's Debbie Cohill at 301 331 6605. You can purchase them straight from her if you're in the Hancock area and save money. Otherwise, my wife, Lynn Bibby, at 301 991 0541 if you're in the Hager, Hagerstown area or you know Martinsburg, it's real close by. So we can hook you up with tickets and avoid the credit card fees live in person if you want. So. And it is rain or shine on August 27th from 2 to 8 p.m. at Kirkwood Park. Over there in Hancock, Maryland. Nice little place to listen to some good music, I think. And again, it is to support Martha's House. And real quick, I'll let you do this one more time before we let you go. Let people know what Martha's House is all about because that's, of course, where the proceeds are going to be helping out. Yep, it's right there in Hancock, Maryland, right in the downtown section. It's a, it's a building that's been uh, been totally renovated uh, to be as a youth center. So they take care of the kids after school, during the summer break, birthday parties, have movies for them. They have different uh, different meetings and things for the community to come in there. So it's a, it's a very well-rounded uh, um, you know, unit. It's started right before the pandemic the pandemic you know kept it you know way laid there for quite a while but now it's up in full swing every month a kid's birthday party uh fishing derbies all kinds of things that debbie's doing with the kids out there so i really really uh you know recommend anybody that uh you know that's never heard of it to get out by take a look come to this concert help uh, help us match because every dollar's worth two bucks and we really make good things happen with it then so awesome well rick thank you for stopping in letting us know about this two mile music fest sounds like it's going to be a pretty good time up there uh, in hancock maryland and if you're from pennsylvania from west virginia well, like you said, it's only two miles wide there, so you should be able to <laughs> find a way. It. Yeah, should be able to find your way in there. But Rick, thanks again for stopping by. Very good. Thank you. Absolutely. And we'll be back to start to wrap things up after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. It's Panhandle Live, the voice of the Panhandle. Here are your hosts, Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you've been staying the show so far, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page and get in touch with us. You can message us on Facebook at either panhandlenewsnetwork.com or at Panhandle Live. And you can always text us 304-263-4321. Yes. Easy enough. As easy as that. Save it in your phones anytime you want to. Tell us anything. You can send us your guesses as to who my tennis partner was yesterday. Yeah, um, it wasn't me. <laughs> was not me. So uh, we talked about this a little last week. The uh, you know we've talked about the PACT Act. We had the uh, Veterans Affairs folks on and the VA Medical Center folks from uh, from Martinsburg, and uh, there had been 
I guess, a technical glitch. So many people, thankfully, the word got out. So many veterans and survivors had been uh, trying to access the uh, the admission uh, process for the PACT Act uh, because it's now, you know, that's been extended, uh, that it clogged up the system. They were getting error messages. So the uh, Department of Veterans Affairs extended the deadline. There's not a deadline to apply for the PACT Act. However, there had been a deadline of August 9th if you wanted to apply and get the backdated benefits to when the PACT Act was rolled out in August of last year. So that deadline has now been extended to uh, the end of the day today. Mm. So um, just be aware of that. And, you know, the folks that we had on from the VA Medical Center and the Department of Veterans Affairs said, even if you've applied before and got denied or had a certain number of benefits, reapply, let them know your intention to apply for benefits because you might qualify for even more. Hmm. There you go. And it's easier um, to to prove that you were in a conflict where Good. some of these, right. you know, um, adverse conditions might have <clears throat> might have existed. Traffic note to pass along to you. Uh, the Division of Highways uh, tells us there's going to be a new traffic pattern on West Virginia 51, commonly known as Middleway Pike, mm-hmm. at the bridge, the border of Berkeley and Jefferson County. So uh, the road work uh, started to... Um, I'm excuse me, starts today, um, and it's on the new bridge. They're going to be installing striping, and uh, the, the traffic pattern apparently will be permanently changed. There you so go. Well, hopefully that. hopefully that is not as crazy as it could be. You know? Also, if you, um, if you listen to Talkline, he had a guest on, uh, Hoppy had a guest on a week or two ago from Parkersburg, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how in their city they have some well-meaning folks who are feeding the homeless. Right. Uh, but there are some unintended consequences because it kind of draws homeless folks into the town. And uh, because, they, you know, the homeless folks don't have a place to mm-hmm. go after that. Um, sometimes there can be issues with litter and um, other issues. Well, that is an issue that's also being talked about in Martinsburg at the city council. So our Clint Gage uh, covered the meeting on Thursday. Mm-hmm. And uh, said that on on uh, at the council meeting on Thursday, they voted down extending our permit for a group called Sanctified Street Ministries that would have allowed them to continue feeding the homeless in in Martinsburg at the square. Uh, Clint caught up with uh, City Councilwoman Kimberly Nelson to talk about it. It's that Town Square Park is an absolute jewel of our city. It's where tourists come in. It's the first impression of our town. I believe very strongly in taking care of our people. We have the uh, Martinsburg Rescue Mission just a few blocks away. They have a 24-hour-a-day, 365-day-a-year restroom for people. They feed people several meals a day. They're always looking for people to serve food. To me, that is a logical partnership for all the churches to be able to partner with them and feed homeless folks on a much larger scale. It has become a problem in our town square where the people who come to service folks don't respect the private property rights of the people that own the buildings around them. I'm a mom, I'm a teacher. Anytime you have conflict in groups, I just want to separate people and just say, okay, then we're just going to give this a timeout so that we don't have any more um, conflicts between business owners or people that feel that they can do whatever they want to do to a piece of public property. I also want people to feel safe to come downtown and enjoy their lunch, their dinner, 
by the fountain and enjoy our public park. And again, that was Councilwoman Kimberly Nelson talking about the, uh, well, complicated issue. And, uh, of course, that was uh, our Al Gage catching up with her. So interesting topic of conversation there. That is not a specifically just Martinsburg topic of conversation. Like you said, it's happening all across the state, all across the country. So it's a balancing act. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you, you heard her. She was like striking that that balance and saying, look, you know, obviously we want to help folks who are down on their luck. We want to help the homeless. But if it... Uh, draws folks into the town square and they don't always, you know, know how to take care of things or uh, they don't respect a private person's property mm-hmm. um, and maybe leave it um, not as nice as when they found it, then something needs to be changed. Well, another big topic of conversation in that uh, in a meeting on Thursday was Lambert Pool. Marcia, and that got some traction over on our Facebook page. Just go to WPMWCST, the Panhandle News Network. You have a story about uh, us talking with uh, City Manager uh, Mark Baldwin last week about some of the different options, uh, right. the potential for maybe you know an indoor-outdoor type of thing. There's a, cu- a couple different... Uh, splash pad. Yeah, splash pad. A couple different opportunities out there. Uh, but at the council meeting, again, this is Councilwoman Kimberly Nelson talking about the vision for the area. I'm thinking big. I want, I don't know about Lambert being able to accommodate my big vision, but I would love to have a competition size indoor aquatic center that may not be at that location, but something for Martinsburg so that all of our teams don't have to go to Shepherd University in order to practice at 6 a.m. And then, but as far as uh, Lambert Pool goes, at Thursday's meeting, the council voted to bring in an engineering firm to evaluate the area. As far as Lambert Pool, it's obviously got to be something for the entire community, a nice, easy walk for kids and folks that live in that area of our town, of our city. What I love about having an engineering firm uh, look at this is that they can actually give us real data on the land, the settlement, the water table, what is actually available. So we have a pretty robust ask of them to see what kind of options are available to us. And I was talking with a uh, listener of the show over the weekend, and they were saying how important, in their opinion, how important it is to have an aquatic center of some sort in Martinsburg, in the town center, because, you know, you don't have anywhere for the elderly to go and, you know, work out and do things like right. that. You think about all the schools around here that have swim teams that have right. to go to Shepherd or wherever to do their swim meets. Um, and just for, you know, the people in general, you want to have somewhere to go swim. Right. And, you know, Lambert Park is accessible to a whole other group of citizens in Berkeley County that might not be able to make it to War Memorial. Mm-hmm. Um, so lots of, of good ideas kind of being floated around when we talk to City Manager Mark Baldwin, he said, you know, obviously this comes with an expense. Uh, they'd have to look at what the plans are, what the numbers look at, and then think about partnerships like the Martinsburg-Berkeley County Parks and Rec, the um, community members that might, you know, wellness centers, uh, other concerned interests. Um, and then he also mentioned, I'm not sure if this is on air or off air, but he talked about the um, the settlement money. Right. The West Virginia First Foundation will be considering a billion dollars worth of settlement money from the opioid distributors, manufacturers. And, um, you know, you could certainly say that having a large athletic or aquatic center would be um, a way to to abate some of those issues that cause kids in particular to fall into addiction. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that is a uh, 
evolving situation. And, of course, like I was saying, you can head over to our website, panhandlenewsnetwork.com. And Marsha's got an article up there kind of recapping and rehashing the all the different possibilities and scenarios involved in that. And also, Marsha, while we've still got some time here, um, back to school time is here. That's right. right? It's, which means expensive because you're buying clothes, right. you're buying school supplies, you're doing this and that. Believe but, me, even when they're in college, you're doing yeah. that. But in Maryland, if you go across the border... Uh, is it this week? Is tax-free It is free this week? week. It started yesterday. Yeah, so tax-free week over there. Did you ever go partake in tax-free week? Of course. Are you going to participate in tax-free week? Well, my, I, I'd like to. Maybe I'll maybe I'll finance someone going to get. Because my kids can all shop for themselves now. They don't oh, need me to, to go get stuff. Uh, it's always nice to go shopping with mom. Because your mom will probably uh, yeah, get you, get you lunch. a little bit. Get hey, you get you lunch. lunch. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. But yeah, so uh, forty dollars. The first forty, I think it is, uh, of backpacks are covered, and then uh, clothing exempt from Maryland six percent sales tax. And usually, when this happens, um, when they have this tax-free week, the retailers will also offer like, "Oh, we're having a sale because we know you're going to be right. coming through the door anyway." So here are some specials for you. Well, that just about does it for us for today, Marsha. Anything else you want to talk about while we got a chance? Um, you asked me too fast. I'm trying oh, to find a hoppy schedule for this week. Mm. For I mean, for today. He's always talking there about something interesting. Um, let's see. A teacher shortage with Dale Lee, president of the West Virginia Education Association. First up, starting off strong. Yeah. Um, also talking about um, the world languages division of WVU that are being targeted for elimination because of low student um, uh, participation, and then WV president at 1106. Uh, Gordon Gee will be on to talk about those cuts. There you go. Well, if you missed any of our show today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. You can always get in touch with us. You can text us, 304-263-4321. But for Marsha, I'm Jordan. Hoppy is next. Have a good one. We will talk to you tomorrow. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.